Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Bugle presents... The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode, episode number 365 of this year, marking Wednesday, the 30th of December of the year 2020. And in 1853, on this date, a dinner party was held inside a life-size model of an iguanodon created by Benjamin Waterhouse Hawkins and Sir Richard Owen in South London. That is the most ridiculous use of a dinosaur replica until the bad sequel to that famous movie about dinosaurs that we call Dinosaur Park. And in 1879, on this date, Gilbert and Sullivan's Pirates of Penzance premiered for the first time. I don't have a joke for that, or maybe I do, later. You at least, if you're going to gonna talk about the, um, the, the Pirates of Penzance, surely at least you have to mention that when it premiered, they were wearing the wrong costume. Because that's history. Well, what? It's history. What costumes were they wearing? They were wearing um, the costumes from HMS Pinafore. Because HMS Pinafore had been a huge success. And in order to stop it being um, pirated in America, they? They, uh, they actually put on the very first ever performance of uh, Pirates of Penzance, but they didn't have the costumes. So they did it in just the HMS Pinafore costumes. Sorry, when I was nine years old, I was a Gilbert and Sullivan <laughs> buff. And now you're just buff. Sorry, please, please carry on. I, you don't even have to introduce me. Pretend I wasn't here. I will introduce you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Your guest today on the podcast is unsuccessful children's party Neil Gaiman impersonator and successful Neil Gaiman ghostwriter. Neil Gaiman, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Yes, we've been having complaints from Neil Gaiman himself about the fact that I have outed myself now as his ghostwriter um 
and uh, he says that he's probably going to have to stop writing about ghosts now that people know that it's me doing it. <laughs> You're a ghost ghost writer. Uh, now, I understand that you have more important problems than your pending lawsuit because you are, after escaping a bloodthirsty ritual sacrifice, on the run. Neil, is that the case? I really think that, you know, when you characterise it as a bloodthirsty ritual sacrifice... I think that's that's a really just it's an unpleasant way of putting it, honestly. (laughs) I think what we have to do is just be open to local customs and traditions. And, you know, where I was in Summer Isle, the truth is, you know, you you burn a few people at the solstice. It's what (laughs) happens, you know, and uh, it's makes the crops grow and it makes everybody sing folk songs together yeah and uh it's you know and they've been doing this ever since the 1970s when a british film crew came up and gave them the idea (laughs) so you know you can't just describe it as a bloodthirsty ritual i think you have to say charming local custom so i am actually yes on the run from a charming local custom Yes, I understand you're currently holed up with maybe not enough time on the clock uh, for this show. As such, we'll be bringing you all the latest on-the-run news for our top story. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. Do you think you can hold out for another few minutes? I won't say a word. And in the news today, Ravichandra and Ashwan had an impressive run of bowling during the Boxing Day Test Cricket this week. And when I say run, I mean very few runs for the batsman he was bowling against. Just a little cricket joke there. The annual test ran this year despite rising tides of octopus people, the complete destruction of Ireland and the flaming Piers Morgan slash Boris Johnson dragon crossbreed. It's good to know that even when things are terrible and eventful, cricket will always be there to be soothingly boring. Uh, And did you tune in to the Boxing Day Test, Neil? This is cricket, isn't it? Yes. Uh, no, I was I, w- I was on the run. Um, I, I was on on Boxing Day. I was handcuffed to a young lady. I really ne- never got to know her name or anything, but we were handcuffed and uh, fleeing together across most of what used to be Scotland and <laughs> is now. Of course, uh, the independent Pictish Republic. And in Hollywood news now, where with an apocalypse rising, some celebrities are being accused of having jumped the gun, with Alec Baldwin's Hollywood home suddenly defended by a small private army of ex-Vatican guards in full regalia. Meanwhile, Meryl Streep is said to have crowned herself Queen of the Hills, with a crown made up of her many Oscars, and is taking all challenges in single combat, acting-style choice of weapon to the challenger, with a selection that includes Shakespeare, comic monologue, modern relationship tragedy, or Knives. Paparazzi sharpshooters have unionised as a sniper's guild and the major acting agencies are said to be awash in cocaine and blood, but that's business as usual. Do you have any Hollywood friends, Neil, who are arming? I I do, yes. Um, And uh, obviously, you know, people like Patton Oswalt, um, who was, you know, last seen uh, just heading with hand grenades uh, to go up against Meryl. (laughs) You know, he, he was saying that if, if it was hand grenades versus Shakespeare, he, he was going to be okay. But, you know, I, I obviously, ever since Hollywood got bought by the Half a Glass of Water Corporation, I, I think, uh, you know, things there seem to be moving on to a, a much more, I, don't, I wouldn't say even keel, obviously. 
Um, but I, I'm just really looking forward to seeing what the Half a Glass of Water Corporation does with Hollywood. And a new doomsday cult is sweeping the internet, the bastard offspring of libertarianism and evangelical religiosity. It combines the cynical callousness of the right wing with the hollow performative moralising of the left for a heartbreaking cultivation of all humanity's worst traits. Looking forward to seeing how that works out there. But that's all the time we have for our headlines of stories we don't have time for because now it's time for your ads. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Deadlines. Deadlines. Give me a long enough lever and a short enough deadline and I can move the world. Like a deadline, Neil? I like deadlines. Deadlines are okay. I mean, if it was just... If it was just one single deadline, that would be fine. You know, you can you can wrestle it to the ground, stab it with your dirk and, <laughs> and leave it there, um, bleeding on the snow. But... I, I find the biggest problem with deadlines is they run in packs. You're going, okay, January the 1st, January the 1st, everything has to be done for January the 1st. And then you realize that everything is all of the deadlines. <laughs> and it's not just that one little thing that you promised somebody. It's all of them and they're together. And then they hunt you down and they know where you live. Even if you're on the run somewhere, you know, south of Inverness, they can find you. I mean, it's very difficult to uh, hand in a package while also fleeing for your life. Especially if you're handcuffed to somebody. I, I should have asked her name. <laughs> I really should have asked her name. And to celebrate the anniversary of the premiere of Pirates of Penzance, Pirates of Penzance, the musical, the musical, a musical about the making of the musical movie based on the comic opera Pirates of Penzance. I am the very model of light operatic musical. I'm full of funny songs and plot that is at best confusical. I rhyme a lot of words that don't hold up at second glanceical. I am the singing play about Penzance's men piratical. The worst form of comedy. Truly the worst. I don't mean uh, light comic opera. I mean changing the words to songs that already exist. It's the lowest form of wit. I thought that was very brave. <laughs> Thank you. Are you excessively warm in your long-sleeved shirt? Is your button-up collar choking the moisture out of you? Do you have really sexy wrists? Try half a glass of water. T-shirts. Available now on all good The Bugle Podcast website merchandise pages. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The last post. That's all the time we have for your ad section today because now it's time for your top story. Your top story today on the run news. Neil, you still with us? I'm still with you. I mean, really, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the big top story right now, obviously, is the imminent end of the world. Yes. And the fact that we have, what have we got now? Uh, 
about maybe 48 hours until it's all over. Obviously, as a writer, I think it's fabulous because there are obviously going to be no more <laughs> deadlines. All of the things that people are waiting for, all these packs of hunting deadlines are, are going to be unable to cause any problems. The things that people are waiting for are all going to go away. <laughs> and, uh, you know, wherever I go right now on the run, I'm watching very cheerful bands of people getting together. And uh, everybody seems remarkably optimistic about the whole end of the world. When you say they seem remarkably optimistic, you also said that your Summer Isle neighbours seemed friendly. So I just want to clarify what you mean there by seem optimistic. What's What are they doing? Um, well, mostly uh, a lot of wailing and <laughs> breast beating, normally their own. <laughs> rending of garments, huge amount of rending of garments around here. Obviously, it's, it's a you know, it's a thing, um, but I think that's mainly it. R- rending of garments, breast beating and, and wailing. Just a cheerful party time from your perspective. You can tell, though, that they're looking forward to it. There's a, there's a, there's a little sort of, you know, there's a gleam in their eye, even while they're breast beating, wailing and, and rending their garments. The world's going to end, isn't it, Alice? We're doomed. I mean, yes, yes, that's that's very true. We are all doomed. But I, I'm hoping that there'll be some remnant of civilization I hear in my space station above the world, uh, rotating and observing it all from the, the heightened position of a satirist. Uh, I'm hoping that there'll be at least some scrap of humanity remaining that I can say snide things about from a distance. You mean you're going to actually be here broadcasting to us on January the 1st? I mean, here, yes, in this universe, absolutely. Of course, uh, the other thing that's happening now is that the glitch, the space-time glitch. The glitch. The glitch in the space-time continuum. The space-time glitch. Yes, the glitch is... Uh... Um, yes, we've heard such wonderful things about the glitch, and uh, I, I hear it's done. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, it's retiring. It's. I mean, it demanded a Pulitzer Prize for uh, services to interdimensional satire, and apparently the Pulitzer Award panel judges... <laughs> decided that bringing uh, interdimensional satire from one space-time to another space-time, it just isn't worthy uh, of, of an award. And services to interdimensional satire were provided by Robert Pattinson's sandwich made of macaroni. Oh, that's what they're telling you. That, that's not what I heard. I heard it was me too. Because <laughs> it's in all places at all times. Yeah. And Gross. It, was, it was it too. It was glitch too. <laughs> I think, uh, speaking as one of the people who, who, you know, like everybody else down on this globe, is going to die in less than 48 hours now, um, I, I think, you know, we're just going to be looking up at your space station as you go over. And we'll wave. I think that's, that's the nice thing. We'll all wave at you and you can, you can wave at us as we writhe, quivering. And and are subsumed as the last Trump sounds. <laughs> oh no! Which one will that be, Eric? Uh, the last Trump to sound. I think um, actually that's that's probably Baron. <laughs> I think is the last Trump. Yeah, he looks like he's got some grit. Anyway, he will sound, and then the dead will leave their graves, as is traditional. Traditional, yes. And uh, we will all be judged, except for you, of course, because you won't be available to be judged you'll be floating around in a sort of orbit that's all right neil i've already been judged i'm on instagram (laughs) (laughs) and uh, are you hoping for good things for yourself in the afterlife neil uh yes very much so you know i i figure that being dead is 
going to be brilliant. Well, for a start, everyone else is going to be dead, so I'm going to have a lot of company. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and I'm hoping, I mean, I know that in the afterlife there will be no lots of things, um, but I'm hoping very much that I'm not going to have to ghostwrite any more books for Neil Gaiman, <laughs> and I can actually start working on some of my own stuff. I, I have, you know... Uh, small poetry collection. And will that be published under a pseudonym or under your own name? I thought I'd publish it under his name, <laughs> just to really confuse people. <laughs> well, I, I'll be looking forward to watching that, and I do hope some remnant of humanity uh, survives as I as I orbit the world here in my space station. It's just me up here and Peter, uh, and we had a fight a while ago, so we don't talk. You know, I think that basically the odds on humanity surviving right now are nil, because... Um, it's the end of everything, isn't it? Um, but I like to think that if any of us do survive, you'll still be around to make fun of us. <laughs> Your letters to the editor, Dan Allen. Remember, you can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at the last post at somethingelse.com. Uh, and this letter comes in from Peter. Huh. That's interesting. This one says, Hi... Alice, I hope you can forward this to the other dimensions the last post. Well, clearly she did, because uh, it's in my inbox now. So thank you for that, Alice Fraser. I really enjoy your work in this and other dimensions. Also, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, best regards, Peter. Uh, and then there's an audio file. I guess I'll just uh, click play. All right. Hi, Alice. It's Peter from the space station. Hope you're doing well. I know we... I've been talking much the last year, but um, still, I invite you over to the International Space Station. And uh, yeah, you're welcome to stay till New Year's Eve, but please don't drink. We don't want the same situation as last year. Okay, so uh, take care in your satellite. Bye-bye, Alice. Well, thank you uh, for reaching out, Peter. Uh, first of all, this is a stupid letter. As you know, I don't drink uh, anything other than my regular half a glass of water at half an hour intervals, which does, yes, lead to me doing a lot of we, and I understand that it did overload the, your space station's systems uh, and lead to, an, in the case of your cat, uh, a fatal incident with a, a space explosion. But I would say, in response, uh, sure, I'll come over. Uh, would you like me to bring any milk? Neil, do you have anything to say to Peter? Just that I think, you know, when the end comes <laughs> and I look up and see your space station going over, I, I will be waving to Peter as well. And also I'll be waving to Peter, I think, because, you know, he proudly stood up against the omnipotent might of the Half a Glass of Water Corporation. Whereas, you know, you, Alice, as we all know, you took their you took their 30 pieces of silver. I did, and it was not a lot to be paid for a whole year of advertising. For a whole year of advertising, 30 pieces of silver is not a lot. Not very big pieces. But you got your free... I mean, I've I, I always assumed that you also got half a glass of water for free. Just the one. And they made me do a post about it. Do you have to drink the same... Is it the same one over <laughs> and over again, sort of in some kind of strange time loop? This half a glass of water. No, no, it's just that I got the first one for free and the rest I have to pay for. Okay. All right. It's like heroin then. <laughs> Try giving it up. Try giving it up sometime. Don't do that. It's very bad for your health. 
And thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. A big hello to our listeners in the other dimension. Uh, please do share us with your friends and social media. Buy a T-shirt. Your guest today on the podcast was the magnificent Neil Gaiman. Neil, have you got anything to plug? Uh, absolutely nothing other than speaking as somebody who has endured 2020 in this dimension. I'm really just thinking how wonderful it must be to be in any other dimension. I was thinking, you know, here where we have dragons, pits, doom, earthquakes, octopi, and, you know, Meryl Streep taking on all comers. <laughs> what it must be like to have a universe where it's just peaceful, where they get to stay inside all day, where they don't get to just sort of go out and look at the sky burning. And they don't even know that the world is going to end in two days' time. So I just wanted to say uh, thank you to everybody in the other dimension who's listening to us through the glitch. And we are so jealous of you. Whatever's going on there, you're having it better than we are. Thank you so much for providing us with a, a gleaming image of a, a hopeful world in which things still have a marginal chance of change. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Also, buy Neil Gaiman's books. He has a lot of them, but you can buy any of them. The Last Post is an Alice Fraser and The Bugle podcast's production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at, at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or for a one-stop shop of all of my stand-up specials, podcasts, blogs, and my weekly Tea with Alice salons, sign up on patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His sub-producer, Hench Thug, Edit Sweet Factotum, is the iron fist inside his velvet glove, the inimitable Ped Hunter. As we always say, good luck to you, Christopher, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. 